Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the oddest, fartest films so that you can pretend that you did. I am one of your hosts, Casey O'Brien, and I'm joined by my good pal, the San Diego kid, Patrick Mallon. Patrick, how are you? Casey, I'm doing great. You know why I'm doing great? Why is that? We launched our Patreon today. Oh my gosh, we did. That was well, so uh, exhilarating. I, I know. It's really fun. I guess technically by the time folks hear this, it will have been a week online. Yes. But today, the day we're recording, is launch day of Patreon. We're already at 11 patrons inside of 16, 17 hours. Very exciting. Yes. Uh, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for folks' support. We will do, we'll probably start doing the thank you shout outs next week. I want to get yeah. some messages out to some of our uh, patrons with some questions before we start doing the thank you shout outs. But yeah, um, we're frankly overwhelmed emotionally by it. And we can't, <laughs> yeah. we can't deal with that right now, but yeah, we'll definitely start getting to that next week. Our yeah. <clears throat> immediate uh, fartsy test scores. We'll do that next week. But in the meantime, thank you so much to everyone who has become a patron. And if you're not one, Patrick, where do they go? They go to patreon.com slash farthouse pod. And now, I think most is that a backslash or a forward slash? It's a back. Is it back? You know what? Uh, Iffy Wadiway on the podcast Maximum Film always says forward slash, and we always make fun of him. But I don't know if he's actually correct. Yeah, I don't know. But it's the slash that people usually use in URLs. Yes, it's the one that's right underneath the question mark. Yes, it's that one. So that's the one that you. It's the more don't common. Don't go searching of the slash. your keyboard for any other slashes. Right. Patreon.com. Common slash fart house pod. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. We're so excited about it and we can't wait to make our, I'm really, we were just talking about our um, calibration episode and how excited we are to make that and every month. And yeah. yeah. Very excited. Damn delight. And should we go over the uh, rewards again real quick, just to remind. Very quickly, friends. Patrick. Very, very, very quickly. quickly. Uh, Run so, them down. So if you become a patron, you get a special thank you. I love how you phrased it. We'll say your beautiful name on the podcast. Uh, if you provide us with your favorite artsy fartsy movie, we will give it an instantaneous fartsy score, regardless of whether or not we've seen it. Um, perhaps most tantalizing is you get exclusive access to a bonus calibration episode where we'll talk about a non artsy fartsy movie. We and gotta calibrate the test. <laughs> we do. And then the last one for those with the deeper pockets, uh, because uh. We, we need all the money we can get. Uh, we're You have the opportunity to determine which movie we uh, discuss in a regular episode for a one-time yes, payment of $100. a main feed episode. Yes, a main feed episode. Love that lingo. Yes, it's um, a little MFE, podcast lingo yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Farthouse Pod, or excuse me, patreon.com slash Farthouse Pod. And... You know, uh, the $100 get to pick a movie episode, we are just limiting that to one per customer because, like, yeah. <laughs> if Jeff Bezos came in and was, like, bought out the next, like, 400 episodes, that would be such a – that would be a – that would hurt the product. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're not going to allow that to happen. However, so. if we do get a sponsorship deal from Amazon Web Services, we will consider it. Uh, yes, that's 100% yeah. correct. We can be bought <laughs> quite easily. Um <laughs> Patrick, uh, other big news. I'm in Minnesota right now. I know. I have observed your atypical background, mm -hmm. um, and it looks it looks nice, but it looks a little bit more sterile than what I'm used to when I see you. 
How yes. is it there? Where are you? It's very good. I am in the Fauché Hotel, which is one of the oldest buildings in Minneapolis. It was at one time the tallest building like in the upper Midwest. Oh, cool. Uh, and now it's like a tiny, it looks like the Washington Monument. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah, downtown Minneapolis. It got turned into a hotel a few years ago. It's very close to where my parents live, so we can walk there. Um, if you know that famous photo of Prince, where he's a young man and he has a big fro, it's a black and white photo, and he's in front of music notes that are painted on a wall. Yes. You seen this photo? Yes, yes, yes. That is right across the street. That is Schmidt music, and ah. the mural is there there, and I can look out my window and see that. That's uh, pretty cool. Did that play a part cool. in choosing this hotel? Not at all, mm. but uh, it's just a cool little feature. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and what's so. the hotel bar restaurant situation? Anything good? Bad, very bad because oh. <laughs> they're closed temporarily. Uh. They have an awesome one that's like an observation deck at the top of the hotel. My parents were like, it's so awesome. You have to go there. And not 45 minutes ago did we find out that it was closed oh, temporarily. That's a bummer. You know, have COVID you been on the stuff. rotating one of the Bonaventure Hotel in Los no, Angeles? Oh, you it seems kind of scary. No, you barely notice that you're rotating. Is it like Hank's uh, rotating restaurant in uh, Larry Sanders' show? <laughs> Hank's Look Around Cafe Friday night. Yeah, basically. A much more well-executed version of it. That's great. Although you have to be prepared to spend $22 on the most mediocre Manhattan you've ever had in your life. Ah, uh, I see. I felt that way when I ate at the, um, what is that? The um, It's it's like going to train a Los Angeles. It's a famous restaurant in Los Angeles. Oh, Pacific the, Dining Car? Yeah, my martini was not very good, oh, yes. and my steak cost a hundred dollars, literally. Yeah, and it was fine, but yeah. the experience was—it's a very—you know—that closed down. I know it did. Yeah, I, I liked that it was a twenty-four hour like fine that dining was unusual. steakhouse. So, yeah. You think they could have, you know, saved some money by not making it twenty-four hours? But <laughs> you know, they were open for a while, so. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, anything else going on in your life that you want to share at the top of this show, Patrick? No, not really. Still in San- uh, this isn't really relevant to anyone, but for those that are just like, where's my peanut? Right now I'm in San Diego and we'll be heading back to Texas in a few days. Very um, good. That's about you can feel it. that surfer boy energy coming off you in the recording. I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick, great news. We have another five-star review. The oh, hits just keep sick. on coming. Love it. Uh, this is from The Strange Days. These guys have funny and insightful conversations. I like watching the movies before I listen. Parenthetical, even though they tell me I don't have to. So uh, that's great. I love that. That's a lovely, wonderful five-star review. And yeah. so appreciative. Very appreciated. much appreciated. Thank you, The Strange Days. The Strange Days. Love I love that movie. That movie is phenomenal. Very hard to find. Uh, but it is a great movie by Catherine Bigelow, Strange Days. And these truly are strange days. Uh, <laughs> and we're but, really living through them, aren't we, folks? We're really living we through We really stuff. are. Okay, yeah, five-star reviews, very important for the show. They really help us out a lot. Uh, it gets our name out there. It gets other people listening to us. So if you have a moment, even just a few seconds, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really it really does help the show. Patrick. Yes. Letterbox rundown. How was your week, my Ooh, good man? Ooh, that's what we call an F. Oh shit. <laughs> See, I was very against giving letter grades because sometimes with art it's not good to assign, right. you know. But if you don't watch any movies during a week, I think it's safe to say that's an F. Yeah. I think I think F and A plus is kind of fair game just because they're shorthand for sure. for um indicating success. For better sure, or for worse. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, an F. Okay, I didn't do too great, but I did watch two movies this week. Okay, what'd you watch? Paranormal Activity. I've you know, never I've, seen it before. I've never seen it either. Oh, it's good. It's, okay. in, it's set in San Diego. 
It is? It's set in San yeah. Diego? Paranormal Activity? Yeah. It huh. was like some guy, I can't, what's his name? Uh, Oren Pelly. Oh, Oren Pelly. He was like a tech bro, and he was like, I'm going to write and direct a movie and just shoot it in my house. And he wow. did. And it's so Paranormal Activity is the most like profitable film of all time because it costs like $15,000 to make and it made like $170 million Jesus worldwide. Jesus Christ. It's good though. It's very simple, but it, it really works. It's and there's effective. like 40 of them. Or at least three. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, oh, Jason Blum, when he worked for Harvey Weinstein, was like, this is an awesome movie, and we need to pick this up. So that was like one of his early finds. Is that Jason Blum of Blumhouse Pictures? Yeah, and then he later went on to make Blumhouse. Gotcha. But when he was working for Weinstein Company, he 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 found it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is um, cool. Then I watched a really bad movie, but I still really enjoyed it. It's called... It's not... The Jap, the '80s Japanese film House. It's the 1986 American movie House. Have you seen this movie? Is there a relationship between the two? None. Oh, I mean, okay. they both take place in a house. Uh, <laughs> uh, Are you thinking of Doctor House, Doctor Greg no, House? No, I'm MD? not thinking Sorry, of Doctor House. <laughs> Sometimes the best gift is the gift of never seeing you again. Uh, this one stars William Cat of the uh, what's that? What's that horrible TV show he's on? Uh, the Greatest American Hero, which is the the theme song for uh, George's. George's uh, voicemail, uh, his... Dun, uh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Believe, Believe it or not, George, George is in at home. home. Please leave, leave a message, message at, at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. Yes, that one. And the, the, the Greatest American Hero, that was a takeoff on that theme song. Mm. If you didn't know that. So the main character of that show was the main character of this movie, which was very bad. What year and is this? I, 1986? I'm looking it up. I, I guess I'm 1985. Oh, 1985. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the Japanese movie House 1977. What came out in 1977. What is uh, this creature? <laughs> it, is, it is. There's like 19 different movies oh, in this. It's crazy. My God. Anyways, I watched that movie, okay. and it was bad but enjoyable. So... There's that. I Patrick. Do wanna, before we yes, get a little bit ahead. further, I just want to ask you, is there anything, because I was looking the other day and there's a lot of stuff in theaters that I want to see. Like and what? I was curious if there's anything that you had been interested in seeing or if there's anything that you had seen recently that maybe you forgot to mention. And that sounds like I'm putting uh, on the spot, but I'm actually genuinely Lamb? curious. I kind of want to see Lamb yeah. with Numi Rapace. I don't know. I think that's how you say her name. Um, That one seemed interesting to me. I'm blanking on any other movies I want to see. I'm kind of interested in the new James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about ta- Titan? Titan. Oh, I'm excited the, in that. Yeah, yes. Same. Um, yeah, th- that's about it. I'm still. What about a the eyes of Tammy Faye? Do you have interest in that or no? Not a ton. I hate this kind of like stunt acting. Mm. I'm tired of seeing movies about famous people. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I kind of agree. There's but too I, many. Tammy Faye is an interesting one to me, though. Is directed by Michael Showalter. It was? Yeah. Huh. Really? So I didn't I'm know interested. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm now I'm looking at the uh, I also want to I think Malignant is in theaters now, so I'd like to see that in theaters. Ooh, Patrick go see it. I know. I'm looking it's right so now good. at the at the Alamo Draft House. Man, so much good stuff is playing in October Alamo Draft House in Austin. Man. So man, I wish I, I wish I had some friends there. 
Oh, shut up. You can make some new friends. Go there. A lot of this stuff is Fantastic Fest stuff. Anyways, sorry, I got us off track, but I'm really excited to see a lot of stuff in the theaters. Um, I know. In fact, it looks like we we just talked about A Clockwork Orange, and it looks like in just a few days... Uh, it's Whoa. playing a 4K restoration is playing in Alamo Draft House. Patrick, do you think cinema is dead? No. Uh I'm worried about the state of cinema for sure, but I don't think it's dead. What do you think? I think uh cinema is alive. Mhm. You can't kill it. Yeah, it's I don't like think the deer god in Princess Mononoke. Yeah. You can't kill it. It's a part of all of us. Yes, it's a part of all of us. Cinema is in all of us. Speaking of that Princess Mononoke episode, it's doing pretty good numbers. It's we doing like good. Thank you that. so much for everyone that's listened. It's been probably the most shocking uh, jump in numbers we've seen since uh, Mia Vicino referenced us for her. Since Mia Vicino said that uh, she got shot at, and if you want to hear the story, listen to this podcast, and then a bunch of freaks listen to it as a result. <laughs> but, you know, we love the freaks if we you stuck do. around after we're, that we're, one. We're, we're, we have a preference for them even. Um, a preference for freaks. We're well, at least I am. <laughs> Uh, Patrick. Yeah. Anything else before you, we move on to the movie? No, I think we can get on into it. Let's do it. Let's get on into it. Fart. Patrick, this is Fart House. I wonder if people will notice that I'm recording from a new locale. If my audio will have a different timber to it. <laughs> you know? It's distinctly uh, Midwestern vibes Distinctly emanating. Midwestern, distinctly fancy hotel. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But anyways... This is Fart House. We watch the artsiest, fartiest film so that you can pretend that you did, which is why we're discussing, ooh, a good one today. It's a good one. I mean, we were always talking about good ones, but this is a real good one. Don't Look Now. Uh, we will discuss Don't Look Now and subject it to our proprietary fartsy test, which determines how impenetrable this movie really is. Patrick, do you own this movie, and have you seen it before? Yes. You own it. I do. I do not own the Criterion Collection edition, which is very vexing to me. Mm-hmm. I own a cheapy little Paramount um, oh, God. edition. How's the transfer? Tell me it's good. Um, well, this dovetails with the um, uh, with what's been happening lately. I didn't watch the copy that I own. I watched. Oh the, uh, yes, yes. Because yes. I'm in San Diego and all my DVDs are back in Texas. Have you ever watched that version? That yes. your DVD though? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is not. It looks okay, but it looked much. I watched on uh, Amazon. Uh, okay. The rental situation, and I thought that looked pretty good. Is that what you did too? Oh, this isn't on the Criterion. No. How did you watch it? What did I do? Yeah, I rented it too. Oh, from Videotech. Uh, no, I rented it on. Oh, on Amazon. No, I thought I it looked very I... good. Anyways, I've seen uh, it and I own it, but I didn't watch the version I own. Um, have you ever had a situation where you're like, "Ooh, I'll watch this DVD," and you're like, "This is the ugliest, worst yes. transfer I've ever seen." Yes. What, it's really do you frustrating. Recall? Oh, gosh. I wish I could remember the exact one. Well, there was one that I knew was going to be bad. Um, this is the one that sticks out of my mind as one of the worst that I'd seen. I think there's one more, a more recent example in this. But have you ever seen Mad Dog Morgan with Dennis Hopper? No. It's a um, kind of like Ozploitation classic. Like, in it, there's a ah. subgenre of like Australian oh, yeah. exploitation movies. And um, that transfer was awful. It was really hideous. And then I feel like there's a movie that I put in... A DVD that I put in recently that the aspect ratio was so strange. It was like cropped everywhere. It was a so circle? It was like, no. <laughs> that would have been at least interesting. No, it's like a tiny box in the center of my screen. Oh, yes. And uh, it's, it's, it it's really vexing. Bad. Some of that, because some DVDs you're like, is this a Blu ray? This looks incredible. But mm-hmm. then it's like, the, but then other DVDs are clearly like, oh, you can just put what we had on the VHS tape onto this DVD. Like Suspiria, the original Suspiria DVD I rented. Oh, and I was awful. like, 
This is so bad. I, I'm not even going to watch this because I that's the only time that's ever happened. Because yeah. I have a pretty high tolerance for like bad looking movies, but yeah. that was just really awful. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah. Patrick, yes. you said you've seen Don't Look Now, mm-hmm. and you own it. it. Had you seen it before this viewing? Yes, I had seen it before okay. this viewing. Yep. Very good, very good. Very much and enjoy what's, it. what's your relationship with Nicholas Rogue, the director? He's famous for directing Walkabout, mm-hmm. The Man Who Fell to Earth, Bad Timing, and The Witches. What do you think of this guy? Uh, he also did Performance. Have you seen Performance, performance with Mick yes. Jagger? Um, yes. I really like him. The first yes, movie... <laughs> Uh, Alec boy, awake at last, yes? <laughs> the first film that I ever saw by him was um, The Man Who Fell to Earth, which famously stars David Bowie. Yes. Bowie, to Bowie. That, and, to me, is his most vexing film. Oh, it's very um, it's challenging. It's challenging. We, we'll probably do that at some point. It's extremely artsy-fartsy. I was challenged. And, and I saw that in theaters at um, theaters mm-hmm. uh, at the New Art in West L.A., um, midnight screening back when I could stay awake for such things. Yes. And um, you've lost that luster. Yeah, I that, have. Uh, that little battery power. You've, yeah. I'm actually raining. drinking cold brew coffee right now because I've just That's feel like insane, I'm... <laughs> Patrick. That is not recommended. I can't tell. Are you, are you tongue in cheek or are you being serious right now? You're drinking cold brew coffee in the evening? Yeah. You have a death wish? You're no. not going to get out to sleep tonight. No, I'll get some. Well, I don't get sleep anyways. Oh God! Uh, so anyway, so that was Man Who Fell to Earth first, Nick. And are we? Is it Rogue? Rogue? How do you think it's? Pronounced? I'm going with Rogue. Okay, let's go with Rogue. I'm going Rogue on Rogue. Um, and then Don't Look Now was was the next one that I watched after I I purchased the DVD blindly because I was very impressed with um, Man Who Fell to Earth. Yes. And I kind of wanted to become a completist, so I do own Walkabout, Man Who Fell to Earth, uh, right. Performance, and Don't Look Now. But of course, Being a completist others. is like a painful process because it's there's never there's always something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never complete. Yeah, in and fact, you as a person are then an incomplete person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. What's your relationship? Had you seen this before? I had seen this before. I've seen Walkabout, The Man Who Fell to Earth, and The Witches. I see. Uh, I haven't seen The Witches. Is that the one with Jack Nicholson? No, that is The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, that's The Witches also of Eastwick. What's the the witches? witches is not that good it's kind of like is it a horror movie it's a children's movie but it's far too scary to be a children's movie Mm. and like it was made with jim henson so there's some cool puppet stuff in there Mm. but it's fine uh but yeah i like him a lot um but maybe before we get into his who he is a little bit we should do a a a synopsis of this movie yeah 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 let's let's tell people what's going on in this weirdo movie yeah, so Don't Look Now, directed by Nicholas Rogue in 1973, stars Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland. They're a married couple, the Baxters. And the movie starts with a horrible tragedy, the drowning of their daughter in their backyard pond. Really horrible stuff. Uh, after this tragedy, time has passed, and they move to Venice for Donald Sutherland to reconstruct an old church or something. What kind of job is that? I've never heard of such a thing, but he's you helping. You haven't heard of that? putting like reconstructing an old church yeah it's like a re- restoration thing yeah it's very it's very lucrative well i've never heard of it patrick mm. i'm sorry well it's very challenging yeah it seems challenging he only he kept almost dying on the job um <laughs> I, I know i was skeptical that he would be the one who would be maybe he's the kind of guy that likes to get in there like have you heard the Werner herzog anecdote where he jumped in the cactuses instead of because it was the movie of when they did even dwarf started small yeah 
and he wanted them to get into you know crash land into a bed of cactuses yes and and speaking of which i've heard that people say cacti is plural but i've also say i've also heard that people say cacti or cactus plurals cactuses patrick you've gone on a tangent on a tangent and okay. you're leaving me behind yeah. <laughs> i don't know where we are getting back to donald donald john baxter it was strange to me that he was the one that kept getting his hands dirty. Yeah, on he these seemed projects. more of like an architecture or like a, uh, you know, he's more directing things, but he was like, oh, let me take care of this brick at the top of this <laughs> scaffolding. And then he's like, oh, and almost fell off. Um, anyways, Donald Sutherland, he's there, he's restoring an old church, and they meet these two annoying old women who are sisters, and one of them is blind and she's a clairvoyant, and she's like, your daughter says hello. <laughs> and they're like, what? How did you know our daughter was dead? And she's like, your daughter tells me you're in grave danger and you should get out of Venice. And so this, this, the clairvoyant keeps, they keep kind of running into her and she's like, get out of Venice. Your daughter keeps telling your daughter is safe, even though she's dead in the great beyond, you know, but, Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Sutherland, you're in trouble while this is going on. There are murders going about in Venice and Donald keeps Sutherland Donald Sutherland keeps seeing this little girl running around that looks like his daughter who has the same coat as his daughter what's going on can I stop you right there yes did you could you get a sense of the fact that like murders are being referenced but did I don't remember seeing any murders did we see any murders like I don't think so it's just kind of happening around and I think Donald Sutherland (laughs) gets uh, interviewed by the cops because I think the cops think he's murdering people yeah um but also, Donald Sutherland, like like we said, he keeps falling off fucking scaffolding and he's getting in danger a lot. And then something happens to their son who is at boarding school and Julie Christie must leave, leaving uh, uh, Donald Sutherland, John Baxter, by himself. And we won't get into the ending right at this moment, but I do want to say, if you haven't seen this movie, the ending is quite shocking. <laughs> and yeah. we won't say what happens but we uh, right this moment. But when we do, we'll give you uh, uh, what is that? Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! And people do get upset when we do spoiler alerts. But some who gets I think, upset? Name names. I don't want to name names of the people. Wait, who get they upset get upset about. that we say spoiler alert? Yeah, or they because get they up- think it defeats the purpose of the pod. Which I see their point. But this, but some people we do never like do to- that. But this is a spoiler yes, alert. Yes, we I rarely do it. But this do is a big one. Yes, no, I am. We're on the same page. Okay, if any of these people who are complaining are patrons of the farts, guess what? You're out. <laughs> no, they can stay. And you in. have to keep paying us. <laughs> they just relinquish their title. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it back. They're like tenant farmers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or indentured lo- servants. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Patrick, uh, what I just uh, we, we kind of touched on the stuff with Nicholas Rogue real quick, but this his movies are very disjointed editing. It's like chaotic going back and forth between a lot of things and you see it a lot in modern movies now so he's a very influential director in that way Mm -hmm. nicholas rogue um but one famous thing about this movie is the sex scene oh yeah it's very passionate and it looks very real um but i just read this really funny thing about it so there were rumors for years that the sex scene was unsimulated because of its passion patrick between donald sutherland and julie christie two hotties uh, both lean, mean, fighting, fucking machines. And um, so there was rumors that it was unsimulated. And apparently this was compounded by the fact that this executive at Paramount. Did you read this, Patrick? Yeah. It's really funny. Peter Bart said he was on set and saw Sutherland's. This is what he said. This is gross, but this is what he said. He said he saw Sutherland's penis going into Julie Christie. And... <laughs> 
And Donald Sutherland had to issue a statement saying that was not true. It was simulated sex and that Bart, this guy, was not actually on set. <laughs> also, apparently Warren Beatty flew to London to like ask the editor to remove the scene from the film because he was dating Julie Christie at the time. So oh, caused, he was? I didn't hear that, that yeah, portion. Yeah, it caused quite a stir. But yeah. I, watching it now, it's not like it's like, oh, my. I mean, we watched... <laughs> in the realm of the senses, know. you know? So we are, we're no, we're no prudes, but it's no. not like you've seen equally passionate. Uh, it feels pretty erotic and sustained for a it does. horror movie though. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to get that in there, Patrick. Um, yeah. No, it's a, you, it's a huge part of the movie's legacy. I mean, even, yes. even a lot of people that haven't seen don't look now know or have heard of this this rumor that had and it's kind of around it. It, it it fits in with the story too because they they're parents who have lost a child and so them having like passionate sex it sh- it says something about their relationship and it's not just gratuitous you right. know what i mean no it's very so. much an influential scene especially considering how it's edited the way that it's edited is is pretty compelling and definitely unlike anything else i think maybe people had seen before because it's yeah. like it's them getting ready for dinner intercut with their sex scene and so it's yeah it says cool. a lot about what's to come, too, in the movie in terms of uh, how Donald Sutherland's mind works. Truly. There's a lot of, like, little, uh, you know, when you watch it a second time, there's a lot of, like, little uh, Easter eggs that are dropped yes. in, like, ooh, look for this later, red, red uh, raincoat and stuff. Very yeah. cool. Um Patrick, now Donald Sutherland is warned so many times, like, <laughs> you need to leave Venice, you're in danger, he's almost dying, and he doesn't listen because I think he thinks his daughter is there. There's some sort of psychological thing going on. But yeah. would you have listened to the crazy uh, clairvoyant woman and all the warnings, or would you have stayed in Venice? I think, I think I would have. I don't know. I'm such an anxious person. Maybe I would have left. But it also seems. I mean, I don't know. Like one question that I had down that I was going to ask you is like, do you believe in like psychics and clairvoyants and mediums and things like that? I don't, but I also do, if that makes sense. I, I intellectually don't believe them, but if there was like a clairvoyant that was like, you're in danger, and I would be like, tell me where to go. I would like, I would I would crumble pretty quickly, I yeah, think. The same I've, goes for ghosts. Like, I'm like, ghosts aren't real uh, at all. But then if I hear, if I saw a spooky movie like Paranormal Activity, then I'm starting to wonder, is my apartment haunted? In like, mm. in in truth. So I uh, I'm I'm easily malleable in that way i think i think i wouldn't necessarily believe it but i just think i wouldn't be able to get it out of my mind so i have a very embarrassing story about um but did i ever tell you about the story when i thought i had the hantavirus yes you did but go on so i'll, I'll tell it quickly but basically when i was um and what in, is the hantavirus the hantavirus is a is something that's transmitted by deer mice and it's transmitted in their urine and feces mm-hmm. and um basically it, it's pretty much primarily confined to the southwestern united states sometimes gets to other it's an exceedingly rare thing but it's often fatal i think it's got a mortality rate of like 40 plus percent uh but basically it happens like it happens in enclosed spaces and if mice get into somewhere and they poop or pee um and you take a big whiff of their poop or pee you can get it you can get it and you whiff and pee Well, so what happened was uh, I was in I was at the Grand Canyon and it was uh-huh. in one of their lodge, lodge cabin things. And we had food um, in our cabin and woke up in the middle of the night and heard some rustling. And was it definitely was some sort, sort of animal. So called yeah. the front desk. They send animal control out. And the animal control guy comes out and he's like, 
Yeah, you're going to want to be careful because sometimes these mice carry on to virus. And so I immediately started worrying and Googling all, all of the things, the way it's transmitted. You should have never allowed you to Google. And like Patrick. an idiot, I, I, picked, I picked up the bag to smell for pee and took like a big whiff yeah. of and that would bag. that would have killed you and that would have killed me and so, but I didn't smell pee but I was convinced okay. that there was pee so basically I was convinced I had hantavirus for like 4 or 5 weeks yeah what does this have to do with haunting just believing f- stupid things yes oh okay it's relevant trust me yeah it's, trust me it's really <laughs> relevant and when you listen back to the episode you're going to see how it all ties together like uh... <laughs> well yeah it just has to do with like you know like believing something that might you know it's kind of ridiculous but sometimes you get it in your head like if a clairvoyant told me i was going to be murdered it's not like i would necessarily believe it that much but i would just be i couldn't be able to get it out of my head so i would just i think if a clairvoyant in this situation where there was like murders going on around me like in the city and a clairvoyant's like you're in trouble you need to get out of here i mm-hmm. would listen to them because i would just be like the vibe is off in yeah. this city and i need to leave immediately i also am would not would you quit a, your job though i mean he was there on a job how would you do this that this is the thing i am not a sunk cost person i it, like no matter how much money you've put into something, it don't throw good money after bad, as my dad would say. Mm. It's like you just leave it for your own good. You know, that's why everyone dies in horror movies that way. They're like, well, mm-hmm. I can't go. I bought the cabin. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So that's anyways, good. That's good to know. We got that sorted out. But the other thing is those sisters were really annoying. Both of them were. Mm-hmm. And so they were very irritating. I am loath to listen to annoying people. And so that would be hard for me to be like, you guys are right. I'm on your side. You know what I mean? Uh, Patrick, I have something fun to announce. Not Ooh, announce, what? but tell you. I based the Fart House podcast art on the poster for Don't Look Now. You did? You never told me that. Did I you know, actually? I dropped a little surprise for you just now. Did you do, were you keeping the surprise this whole time? You knew we'd eventually talk about Don't Look Now? No. And, oh, okay. So why I, didn't you tell me before? Well, you don't, I mean, you're on a need to know basis with this kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't need to tell you that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just I didn't, uh, didn't think about it. It's cool. Know? We'll uh, post it. We'll post, uh, you know, the, the side by side so comparison. Side by side comparison yeah. there. Uh, and folks so can evaluate can who did a better job with the art, you know? Oh, the poster or me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably did, but ours <laughs> is good too. It's fantastic. Um, what did you think? Did you find um, the movie kind of confounding in the sense that it seemed like there are a lot of weird knowing glances between like every Italian? in this movie to every other Italian. And it made it seem like there was some sort of conspiracy afoot. Did you get that it sense at all? It does feel that vibe. Yeah. It just feels like something is wrong. Something is, is going on behind the scenes, you know? And it's like, yeah. everything feels connected in a way and everyone's kind of in on it. And right. I don't feel like Donald Sutherland was picking up on those cues. He, it's always annoying when like, they don't see the little, the little instances that the audience sees, you know, yeah. Donald Sutherland's like, it's fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> These crazy ladies. Like there's no problem here. You know, even though he keeps seeing a little red coated girl running around the city, but um, it's interesting that you bring that up. Cause it is kind of like, it's like a degree of dramatic irony because it's kind of like, I, I, you could say that this is kind of like maybe how Donald Sutherland's character should sort of, I don't know, maybe be feeling or could theoretically be feeling. But it, yeah, he does seem kind of aloof and he doesn't, he yeah. seems kind of like impervious <laughs> like to all man. this where it's like all of, like if you're a viewer watching this, it's 
kind of tense and it's just kind of you always think that someone like especially the scenes uh with like the priest like there's a priest who's kind of he's collaborating with on the restoration of this church and he kind of seems like a sinister guy but nothing ever really comes of it like it went like basically when donald sutherland falls from the rafters the priest you almost get the sense that he wanted it to happen or they wanted him to die Like, like it's just very strange yeah, I, I Donald Sutherland, he's not picking up what people are putting down. No. He's not very empathic. It doesn't seem like he's understanding other people's sinister emotions at all. He's more just perturbed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just Patrick, mystified. <laughs> missed, yeah. Patrick, should we get to the end? Yeah, let's get to the end because that, that'll get into a question that I want to ask you. Okay. So, like I've been uh, leaving little breadcrumbs through this episode, Donald Sutherland sees a little girl running around. And it's like, who is that? And finally... He sees her again at the end of the movie. His wife is out of the city tending to their son. He has just Wasn't talks- she back at that point? Or she was on her way no, back? No, she was on her way back. She was on her he, way back. She's not back yet. And then uh, the annoying sisters tell him, like, let him not go. Like, <laughs> they're yelling something. He's, like, annoyed with them. Wait. Please, please let him not go. But he sees the girl and he's chasing her around Venice. Finally, this girl he's like been seeing all around. And he's just like, and just to reiterate same- too, it's the same jacket or looks like the same jacket his daughter wore when she drowned at the beginning yes. of the movie. And he's right behind this little girl and he's like, gotcha. Or he says something like that. And the little girl turns around. <laughs> it is not a little girl. It's an old, uh, it's an old little person. Yeah. And she is the killer that's been going around Venice and she takes out a knife and slits Donald Sutherland's throat. <laughs> and it's a very scary. It's so scary. Image. <laughs> and I think Donald Sutherland's reaction is very real, which made it scary. Cause he's kind of like, wait, huh? Yeah. And then he gets killed. Like he, it's like kind of small like that. Like it's not, it feels like someone's real reaction to this very surprising event. Right. Because you're confused before you can get scared. Like it's yeah. like, everything happens so quickly that the first knee-jerk response is confusion and then it's and this and little old woman is made she looks scary she looks really scary did and you read about her, her background face is very blank no i have known nothing about this woman she's a apparently she was an italian singer and she oh. is a, a, you know obviously a real person but she had a career as a singer i forget oh, her great. actual name let me see if i can find her actual name that makes me happy that she was like a performer and not like because just sometimes with like old Hollywood, you know, how did they find this woman? You know, I'm glad it was she was a performer of. Some yeah, kind. she had a career as a singer. She uh, Nicholas Rogue started a, her photo at a casting session in Rome, standing at only four feet, two inches tall. She had a career. See, she as a seems singer. even shorter than that. She in seems the movie. much she seems shorter like in the movie. Three feet tall in the movie. It might have um, just been how it was shot and framed, yeah. but she seems much shorter than four two. Like she looks like three something. It was very scary. It really is effective. It's an extremely <laughs> Casey. Have you? So I'm on the Wikipedia because I wanted to look that up. And have you seen the Wikipedia for this movie? Yes, I have. Look at the release sex scene controversy section. I did read all that. What? what right. What's... But look at the right. Look at the right. <laughs> Sample from the love scene. Oh shit! And you can there's click like... play, and it literally is just a just a clip of the sex boobs scene. and butt. Yeah, and Cunnilingus. And this is... Wow. I, have you ever seen this on Wikipedia? Now, does this need to be on Wikipedia? I don't think this needs to be... 
<laughs> I think we understand a sex scene. I don't know. It's sample from the sample from love scene. Ah, yes. And I feel like Wikipedia is like, oh well, my it God. is a sample from the movie. We can't take it out. <laughs> I want to see the contributor that put that in. We should look at the wiki and see. <laughs> <laughs> some pervert oh my god that's really funny i've never seen that before anyways getting back on track to the murder of donald sutherland's character yes yeah, so you had a question for me so do you think um going back to like kind of mentions of conspiratorial behaviors yes do you think people were were in on this like do you think um this woman who killed donald sutherland at the end was she motivated by anything in particular was it completely random what are your thoughts no i think it's just one of those it, it was like i i like this movie because there's just kind of this other evil force out yeah. there it has nothing to do with any like none of the characters are behind it and none of them are the force behind it but they're all involved in the web of the evil in the city of yeah Venice. what makes one thing that is weird i mean there's a lot of weird things but do you remember one scene in particular where the sisters are kind of laughing to them like maniacally laughing to themselves in their apartment after having an encounter with julie christie's character donald sutherland's wife and that seems those very... two are frankly having too much fun throughout they're... the episode. They're like for all of the 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 evil going on, they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, they're having a ball. Uh, but that seemed almost like they were engaged in some sort of sinister conspiracy. But they were but... like connected to it. Everyone was connected to it. And Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie fell into the web. And mm. Donald Sutherland's you know fatal flaw was not believing in the evil over. Venice at that right. time. And failing know? to heed his own premonitions. Because at one point, doesn't the the blind woman who's the clairvoyant, doesn't she say to Julie Christie's character, your husband has second sight or something like that? Yes. She says something like Donald Sutherland's character has the gift, but he doesn't realize he has the gift. Yeah. Because I think he saw... I could be wrong about this, but didn't he kind of like have an image of his daughter drowning before yeah. she drowned? Exactly. At the very beginning, he starts... Like, cause he doesn't hear any screams or anything. He just like kind of sees it while he's looking at some slides for the restoration project. And he sees this like red image kind of taking over the slide, yes. like a red blemish. And it's kind of like blood and her coat and all these things. And he kind of gets this premonition that she's in but trouble. But he ignores it, right? He, until his son is screaming. Is that what I happens? Think exactly? he, I think he ran out before the son screams. Okay. Well, he, I could be at, wrong. At any rate, he is ignoring his premonitions. And you know what? This movie's just kind of like, listen to your gut. Yeah. And well, he ignores it at first and then he either heeds it or hears the son scream. I guess that's kind of an Yeah, but I'm just saying throughout the film, he yes. does not heed. He does not throughout the film, no. He and ignores. heed he must to survive. <laughs> Yes, Patrick. And he, he uh, did not. Yes. <laughs> and no, no, there was no very little heating going very, on. Um, he's an anti-heater. Yeah, he seemed to be very anti-heat, which I uh, we're we're against on this which, show. Which yeah, we've come out, we've come out as pro-heat. Uh, very pro-heat. Patrick, what do you think of Donald Sutherland? What a run he had, man. Oh my God, I know. You know what I kind of felt bad about uh, what? after finishing this movie. I realized I just watched the movie Clue per your recommendation, and I did enjoy it, but I couldn't tell you a thing that happened in Clue. Clute? Yeah. You couldn't tell what happened in Clute? No, what do you I mean? Did you fall asleep? No, I watched the whole thing and I forgot what happened in Clute. Hmm. You might should go to the doctor. Clute is a great film. Clute was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Let me list yeah, some of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, list some of them. Donnie S's. Wait, before uh, you do that, what'd you think of that stash on that mop of hair of his? It's a very 70s look. It wouldn't. Uh, uh, you know what? If he was a short man, it wouldn't work. Because mm -hmm. he'd be like, he'd look too, like much of a character, but he's like a tall, lithe man, mm -hmm. you know? 
here are my favorite Donnie S roles. Okay. N- nail them. Or uh, whatever you're going to do with them. <laughs> nail his ass. Uh, whatever I do with them. We do see a lot of my business. Ass. You don't need to deal with that. Um, invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. Have you seen? Uh, you know, I never have seen Invasion of the it's Body really Snatchers. It's really good, Patrick. Okay. You seem doubtful, but I am right. No, no, uh, no. I just got look, distracted by because I'm pulling Don't look now. Okay. Clute. Okay. Mash. Okay. Is that it? That's all I got right now. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Ordinary people. Yes. Yes. Alex. Yes, Alex. <laughs> uh, those are my favorite. Do, uh, do you have any other to say? Uh, I would say ordinary people. I would yeah. say don't look now. Uh, I would say also, um, where's this one that I was looking at here? Oh, the Dirty Dozen. I I've never seen that. I forget that he's in that. Um, let me check what else he's in. Yes. Oh my God. Have you seen the Space Cowboys? No, I have not. <laughs> I've never seen that in theaters. Directed with my by friend's Clint Eastwood. Dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I feel. I always feel like I've seen more um, Donald Sutherland movies, but maybe I haven't seen as many as I thought. I guess he's, he's just, just a cool, large. chill ca- ca- uh, character. He's so good. He's yeah. got kind of. He's got a good uh, presence on screen. He really does. I really like watching him. Um, I like the way the way his voice sounds. Okay, Laura. That's enough. Now listen to me. I've listened to you. You were the one who said let the children play where they want to. You let it go near that pond. Thanks for the memories, Laura. Thank you. He's got a great voice. I have not seen Day of the Locust, but I've read the book Day of the Locust. I have not seen that either. Um, hey man, he was just like the, he was like the Adam Driver of his day. Whoa. Ooh, that's an interesting comp. That's an interesting. I think comp. that's a pretty good comp. I think so because he he does like comedy. He can be funny and. He can be very funny. but serious, you know? Mm-hmm. He can be brooding. Brooding, very brooding. Large frame. Um, yeah, yes, Alex. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot to bring this up before. There's two things I want to bring up. Uh, did you Have you seen Antichrist? Yeah. How would you compare uh, these, this opening child death scene to Antichrist? opening child death scene I, which one is more disturbing or affecting or i think the i mean the antichrist one feels more disturbing because it felt like they really wanted to examine what it's like to kill a child kind of and it seems but like they didn't kill that, him i know they didn't kill him oh. i'm just saying what like uh, like how a child dies whereas oh, oh. this was like much more artistic and it's less emotional mm-hmm. you know so i don't like antichrist as a movie though so Mm. You know, take that do you, do you I don't like the murder of children or the killing of children in general. Well, it's, it's it was accidental. I know both of them were, but I don't like to. Oh, don't like you to don't bathe like in that. Cinema. You don't like the death of children in. Cinema. Yeah, I don't like the death of children. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. Call not, me crazy. It's. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not fun to watch. <laughs> Get, cancel um, me for that, Patrick. <laughs> Yeah, you got some crazy takes, dude. And the other thing I just wanted to point point out, and I don't know, maybe you could do a drop, maybe not. But do you remember when? Um, uh, so Donald Sutherland is very. I like cons- that you give me the choice. <laughs> you don't just say, "Can you please put a drop here?" It's well, like, sometimes I ask you put it in, but I don't want to pressure you. If you ever ask, I'll always put it in. Okay, cool. Uh, if you think this works, though, put it in. Usually, okay. I know it works. I don't know if this will work. But do you remember okay. the scene where? So Donald Sutherland is very concerned because he thinks he has seen his wife with the two creepy sisters. Yeah. Uh, when she was supposed to be back in England with their son, so he's very confused. He thinks maybe she's been kidnapped by the sisters. So he goes to the Italian cops in Venice, and uh, he's like trying to describe the the two sisters. The and uh, he 
<laughs> the annoying sisters. And so the annoying the the cop says, "Don't you think that women start looking alike as they get older and men look more different as they get older?" Age makes women grow to look more like each other. Don't you find that? All men decay and each becomes quite distinct. Women seem to converge. I hadn't thought about it. And the cop keeps harping on like how much women look alike as they get older. And it's just like so strange. It's like, why does he keep bringing this up? It's mentioned like three times. That is interesting, (laughs) but it does sort of tie into things because there's a lot of confusing people for other people in this movie. Yes, it's true. Yeah, so I guess that's why it is relevant. Also, an interesting factoid. Did you read that that actor, that Italian actor, uh, did not speak English? So he had no idea what he was saying. Isn't that interesting? That's like happened a billion times with these movies. (laughs) How odd. So it's just such a strange, crazy thing. Yeah. Um, Anyways, that's all I have for now. We can get to the farts. Thank you, Patrick. All right. Let's do it. The fartsy test. This test is used to determine the fartsiness of a movie, which is our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy movie is. We continually add and subtract from this list. It's a living document, much like the Constitution, but much more important. Uh, Patrick, is there any music in this movie? Yes. Yes. Yes, guys. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's good, good music, good score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. It was a good score. Touching. I, I don't cool. really have anything else to say. It works <laughs> for the film. Yeah. You know? Good job, guys. Good job, good job. team. A plus. <laughs> uh, is there suicide? No. Hmm. No, but there is sort of. An air, like a suicide would not have been out of place in this movie. It has an air of like moving into the darkness of your own accord. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. There's it's uh, lots of grief and it's pretty macabre. Yeah, and it's very oh, bleak. Ma- huge macabre. Yeah, Max huge macabre. Max macabre. <laughs> uh, does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this movie? The sex scene. We see. We see. I think we see his penis briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. Definitely some uh, Donnie, Donnie Sutherland pubes, and I think a yep. little bit of penis. <laughs> Pube check. Pube uh, Pube check. Hold on, Casey, uh, Casey. Pube check. Okay, yep. And they're there. We got it. Just I just combed through the footage again um, on the Wikipedia page that was provided so wonderfully. Thank you. for Yeah, yes. head on over to pubes and there's yeah. Donald Sutherland's. Uh, are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? Yes. I would say so, you know, the sex scene, the murder. I mean, this is, this, it is a, uh. And the editing style too. It's a very distinctive editing style. Distinctive and jarring. Um. Like it's, it's, I really love the way that it's edited, but it can be difficult to track. You're like, wait, what's, what scene is this? What's real? What's not real? What is he seeing? What is someone else seeing? I could see someone complaining about it, but they do For this sure. a lot now in movies. I think at the time it was like, what the fuck is going on? You yeah. know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think most seasoned viewers wouldn't be too. Seasoned uh, fart heads would <laughs> not seasoned be fart taken aback. Would, would not be out of their element with this. Absolutely. Uh, before I ask this next question, it's funny because my mom was talking about falling asleep during a movie and I'm blanking on what movie she was talking about, but she kept saying, can Peanut start watching this movie after eight p.m. without falling asleep? Because <laughs> my, I've been down with my mom. I just, we just saw them. Uh, we we're seeing a lot of them this week. So, uh, but my mom brought that up. What movie was that, that she fell asleep 
during I can't recall. And but, she invoked my name. Yeah, she did. She invoked your name. But cool. I must ask, can Peanut start watching this movie after 8 p.m. without falling asleep? I started it really late. I started at 9.30. Uh, I wonder if having cold brew at like after 5 p.m. could be a problem here, Patrick. Like I didn't have cold brew you, last I night. Know, but I'm just saying it keeps you up one night, and then the next night you're like, I'm going to watch a movie, and then you're mm. like, I didn't sleep at all the night before. It's thrown you out. In, you're in flux. That's true. That's true. That It does have that sort of domino effect. It's mm. not prudent. Um, so, no, I only got about an hour and five, hour and ten minutes in. And Patrick, could I be your life coach? Yes. I could? Like, indefinitely? <laughs> we could sign a contract or, like, or in something. This, like, I thought you meant, like, in this moment. But you mean you actually want to... Like, you'd hire me, you'd pay me. I uh, would absolutely not pay you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, here's a token for free. Cut okay. down on the caffeine, my man. Are you really having problems sleeping? I've I've have not stopped having problems sleeping for the past, I don't know, year or so. Really? Yeah. That's not good. That affects so much, Patrick. I know. I know. I need to figure it out. I wonder oh, if well. any listeners are going to be like, I could tell Patrick was sleepy during this episode. You know, the fact that we're talking about. Wait, the, the listeners are saying what? I'm that just wondering. Sleepy during how, an episode? Yeah, I'm just wondering how soon it affects the podcast and listeners oh, will notice. No, 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 then no, no, we no, see no, the little no, Patreon no. count going down and no. then, you know. and No, it won't happen. I promise. Okay. It's my Very solemn good. promise to you. Uh, Poster titillation level. So I know I said I copied the art for our podcast art, the poster for our podcast art, but I would actually say kind of medium on the... There's two There's two posters for this movie. There's mm-hmm. one that's in the Wikipedia, if you Google it, and then there's one that's like a locket, I think. Um, a picture frame? Yeah, a picture frame. Yeah. Neither of which I'm like jumping out of my seat to see. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd say they're both about medium. I like the picture frame one better than the one on the Wikipedia page. The one that and we I guess that it's our... according to Wikipedia, the one that it's showing is the original film poster. But with I like the black the and white photos with the black and white photos. I kind of like the picture frame one with the blood or with the red blemish. You know what? You know what poster that the picture frame one reminds me of? You have one guess. Ordinary people. No. Oh, uh, actually, that one's pretty good, Patrick. That wasn't what I was thinking, though. Oh, what? Uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Ah, uh, yes. You yes. Yeah, that's Laura a very Palmer good comp. Very good comp. Mm, maybe we could do a Twin Peaks bonus episode sometimes. Yeah, uh, I we'll think, figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But I think maybe we that'll be another separate podcast when this one. Uh, I don't know. Goes when away. we're in our nineties. When after we're in we've our 90s. committed that's to our, start that after one. we've done yeah, sixty right. years. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. If one of us dies, do we carry on the podcast? Uh, wait, I think we've talked about this before. Oh, have we already discussed yeah. this? We've I think we this? said no. I think we okay. said no. Well, now that we're this far, we're a year in plus, what's your answer now? It's the same. It's no. Okay. I'm a little, uh, I'd maybe try out some other hosts. See what, see yeah, I mean, Ebert we're... and Roper made it work after Gene <laughs> Siskel <true>. died. <laughs> That's true. It took um, a bit, it took a bit, but they finally found their groove and. I guess they did. Yeah. And everybody loves Richard Roper so much. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Patrick, do you have anything pretentious you can say about this movie? Uh, yeah, I would say that grief can be <gasps> confounding and nonlinear, and if you are not attuned to it properly, it can prevent you from 
having a healthy relationship with yourself and others. Yes. And I think the characters, I'm going to plus one you on that. No, not plus one. I messed this up before too. I'm going to yes and you here. Mm, Uh, Yes and me. An improv technique. Uh, (laughs) I think that when we talk about the evil that has enveloped Venice, I think that evil is the grief of these Mm -hmm. parents. And Julie Christie is like getting very in touch. You know, she's going to those, uh, um, going to the seance to get in touch with the daughter that's reaching out to her. She's confronting her feelings and Nicholas, not Nicholas, uh, Donald Sutherland is very like, no, it's stupid. Get away. And it ends up being his demise. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't confront the grief and it runs him over. Did you see too that, um, uh, Donald Sutherland also thought that this movie portrayed clairvoyance too negatively. And he had encouraged Nicholas rogue to kind of change the, uh, depiction of them and Nicholas was like no <laughs> I, but it doesn't make them negative because they're I don't think it makes true. them look that I think, negative either but I, I mean s- they're annoying but that that seemed like more of those women I feel like it it's 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 on clairvoyant side because they were correct they were yeah. predicting things and in touch with the dead you know yes. he didn't yes. say they were scammers you know those annoying women weren't charging anybody that's true they weren't charging anyone they weren't like Miss Cleo have you heard about these like Yes. So, have you heard about Christy Carlson Romano? Yes. Wait, from uh, even Stevens. She's kind of going. She's like, she has a YouTube page, and I think she lost all of her money, and oh, so yikes. she's kind of like revealing weird things going on. And <laughs> I think she's an alcoholic. Yes. And she's scared. She's scared. She shared a story this week about how psychics scammed her out of sixty thousand dollars during her uh, during when she was on uh, Disney. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't. Holy I, I, shit! I only, I, yeah, it was only a cursory thing. Uh, one of the psychics told her she needed to buy a thirty thousand dollar blessed crystal that would suck up all the darkness from her in her life, and she paid the money, but the crystal never never came. <laughs> it's like uh, an uncut gem sequel. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then she moved to California for New York City a few months later. She convinced herself that again she needed the crystal in her life in order to set things right. So she spoke to another psychic who charged her another thirty thousand dollars for the crystal. Uh, how did you see so, this? Was this like on Twitter or how did you come across this? She posted a YouTube video about it. And, and you watched it? I didn't watch it, but uh. I read the BuzzFeed article. <laughs> so that's wow. to say these clairvoyants, they didn't charge anybody. They weren't asking for Julie Christie to buy a yes, $30,000 crystal. They were the clairvoyants of the altruistic persuasion. They were like on fucking vacation. They didn't need to help out. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's true. In Venice, these annoying British women on in vacation in Venice. Uh, Patrick, do you have a score for this film? I do. I'm going to go first because I always okay. make you go first. Okay. Eight. Really? Yeah, what were you going to say? 6.8. 6.8. You're such mm-hmm. a conservative guy. So 7.4 is our score. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like I said, the editing but, is bizarre. But, oh, we didn't ask the milling question, did we? Oh, did I... Oh, I, I just, I completely, I just skipped it. Is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so that this could be retitled, the 2013 comedy starring Jason Sudeikis, We're the Millers? I say yes. There's some millage. A lot of walking around Venice. Mm-hmm. Did it make you want to just... go there? Uh, It did, yeah. Did it make you want to go there? I guess... Even though it did, it was a very creepy vibe. It, it didn't I seem particularly I like the creepy. The creepiness yeah, I... was what would get me there. I just... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It made me kind of want to go to Europe. 
but not mm-hmm. necessarily Venice, you know. Yeah, Venice wouldn't be as high on my list as other places in Italy or Europe, but I famously aren't a huge fan of Italian food. Mm, yes, you do have that reputation in some circles. I eat it and it doesn't disgust me at all, but I just find it bland. Oh, then you haven't been having the right Italian food. That's what everybody says. I think it's I think maybe I'm eating damn Italian food all the time. <laughs> yeah, big I eat it probably bow. more than any other food. I'm not even joking. I eat it all the time. And I don't care for it. I'm in hell. Why are you eating it so much? Because my lovely wife loves Italian food. Mm, okay. I mean, if I have wine with it, it helps. Do you like zoodles? No, I don't like zoodles. Me neither. I think they should be illegal. Do they sell those at Trader Joe's? Uh, probably. It sounds like something. So you think they, they should they should make zoodles illegal? Yes. So that if either that or have caught, a very heavy tax, yeah. like a soda tax, a sin tax on yeah, zoodles. Sin tax. <laughs> so if somebody. If the police came to someone's home and they found zoodles in their in their home, they should get a ticket. They should get it, yeah, because I'm I'm anti-carceral state, so I, I'm not advocating for that. But they should but get a should, ticket. Yeah, it should be some sort of citation that corresponds with their income. Okay, and okay, wait, it corresponds with their income. So mm-hmm. like, if actually, they I'm find- backtracking here. Not, I don't think it should be illegal. I think it sh- I think it should be taxed heavily. I think zoodles okay. should be taxed heavily, like That's cigarettes my- and stuff. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's my official position. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they taste like shit. I don't yeah. like them. Uh, Patrick, do you have a drink pairing for this movie? I do. <clears throat> a Negroni. Hey, great. I love a Negroni. Me too. I don't think we've done a Negroni yet. Um, hopefully. Uh... <laughs> I don't think so. We've done other Campari Aperol based drinks, but this is the first time we've done a Negroni. If some enterprising listener thinks we've done it before, point us out. But I think it's the first time. Yeah, I don't know if we have. But if we have, who cares? But it works for this because of the red, the Italian... You know, there you go. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it, it's a great drink. Some people don't the like bitterness. it because it's kind of like uh, medicinal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but makes me feel good. And yeah, I, like I the love Negronis. Good sip, Campari. Um, okay, Patrick, what is the movie we're doing next week? Can I sing it? Yes, you can. Eyes without a face. Eyes without a face. <laughs> oh, a that was good. Phenomenal French film. Mm-hmm. I'll drop it in here, Patrick. You're not, yeah, you drop didn't it have in. to ask me there. Okay, good. Uh, you know, could you see it on my eyes? I could see or you could it. The energy. I could feel the energy. <laughs> drop it's it in, case. Like, drop it in. <laughs> like the Venice in the film in Venice, like the evil surrounding Venice. But I was in touch with the yeah. emotions that were coming across the screen. So I knew oh, you wanted to sing it. Are we going to sing that next week? Oh, yeah. The listeners better be ready. Doing basically oh, a live mama. concert. Oh, strap in. I liked somebody complained that we didn't sing in an episode. And I thought, that's odd we didn't. And it yeah. was for Clockwork Orange, too. But but we did the, you did the, dun, 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 and I did the, yeah, but that wasn't really. Are you sure it was the Clockwork Orange one they complained about? I don't know. We haven't been singing. It might have been Ichi Mama Tambien. I don't think we sang in that one. I think we did. Maybe we did? Mm. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I'm just saying we need to up our singing. We do. People love the singing, which is strange because yes. most people would find it grating. <laughs> 
I think because they can get out, they can opt out of it by just skip. Just There's skip. a skip button on the <laughs> pod catcher. Yeah. Okay, Patrick, eyes without a face. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Lot to Me uncover. Too. Oh, we didn't even say. Remember, this is part of our spooky stinky series. <laughs> oh yes, I'm so sorry. We no, that's no, okay. So I this is the first to. episode in our spooky stinky series. Yes. And it was spooky. It was spooky. And so and chapter two is coming next week. Was there anything stinky in this movie? This sounds kind of. I bet those canals didn't smell good. I bet the canals didn't smell good. Also, I don't know the way that the, the women murderer looked, it looked like she maybe hadn't showered in a long time. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. It seemed like she might've smelled a little bit. Um, and maybe that was one of the things that made Also, him... she's running around a lot. She's working up a sweat. Yeah. Didn't she she might've like... been a little stinky. Yeah, but she could have had a house, you know, and was just popping maybe out she, Maybe people. she'd shower in between, in between homicides. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the stinky, spooky stinkies continue on. God, I love Halloween. My Shocktober, we start, I'm starting in the woods of Minnesota, oh, and I couldn't so be happier jealous. about it. So couldn't jealous. be happier. Uh, all right, Patrick, that's our show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Farthouse Pod, Instagram, Farthouse Pod, follow Patrick on Twitter at Patrick R. Mallon. Follow him on Letterboxd at PR Mallon. And most important, oh, follow me on Casey Lee O'Brien on all services. Most importantly, patreon.com slash Farthouse Pod. Become a patron. It helps with us make the show. And the more money we get, the more stuff we can make, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you like this show and you want to hear more of it, become if, a patron of the farts. It's five bucks much, a month. How much would you do this show if we could make it our full-time jobs? How much would we produce? How much more content? If we did this our full-time jobs, yeah, we would do the mainline episodes okay. every week, okay. free. Gotcha. We would do another episode per week. Cool. For the Patreon. Of fartsy content. Of whatever. Of whatever, okay. And then if it went a step further, we might start a Twin Peaks podcast. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Pretty Come pretty on, cool. patrons. And I think we're I very mean, far away from people that. People might say, oh, there's too many Twin Peaks podcasts, but not with the cinephile cuties. That's that's bullshit because there isn't a distinctive Twin Peaks podcast that's good, okay? I trust you on that. I was just assuming that there probably were a bunch out there, but I could Well, be it's kind of like Star Trek. There's like a billion Star Trek podcasts, and then there's like a good one that starts up and it's completely original and funny, and you want to mm. listen to it. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a million uh-huh. football podcasts, you know? That's true. That's true. Very true. Get with it. Yeah. People. So you're right. It doesn't matter how many there are. It just matters if the cinephile cuties are involved. That's right. The cuties, if the cuties are involved, you know it's going to be uh, quality. Quality, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That is our show. This is the cinephile cuties signing off. Bye bye. Patas. 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 Patas.